Good morning, Geekdom community and people all over the world listening in to the Geekdom Underground podcast. We're super stoked to be having another episode with some amazing folks. But real quick, before we jump into that, it's your boy JRG hanging out with... Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Philip Hernandez. I'm COO here at Geekdom. Super pumped about this morning's episode of Geekdom Underground. Today, we have two fine members, Mariano Garcia and Antonio Herrera, the co-founders of ADUs Built For You. Just give it up. Just give it up. Let's show some love in the chat. That's right. You can can find them on the floors of Geekdom, but then also they are participants in our incubator program. Yes, sir. They've been around for for a little bit. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay, so since we have two guests today, uh, I'm going to start on the right side of the table. So, Mariano, if you would, and you know, like like we always do on all of our Geek Underground podcast episodes, we keep it real conversational, real chill. So if you would tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how'd you get here? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm from San Antonio. I've been born and raised here my whole life. So, hey, all right. Yeah, I really I haven't really I I haven't really traveled a lot. So I, yeah. I'd say I'm true. I like, just always been here in San Antonio. So what side uh, of San Antonio? Uh, I've always been on the south side and like really south side, like yeah. on the, the outskirts. And then um, now I'm living on the east side. Oh, right so, on. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I've been born and raised here. My family's all here. And um, we um, uh, went to school here, went to U- University of Texas, San Antonio, went there for my architecture degree. Nice. So that's where Fun. me and Antonio met. Um, we were both in architecture school. And, um, yeah, man, it's been a good experience here. I have my family, you know, I have my wife and my three girls. So, um, we're loving it. Everybody San Antonio. And so, yeah, actually I became a Geekdom member <clears throat> literally the month that, um, I signed up to be a member that month is when like kind of COVID hit and then y'all shut down everything here. Uh, and I was like, Oh man. So I remember, uh, yeah. yeah, I remember <laughs> we met you early on. Yeah. And so I, I, um, yeah, because I think I messaged it. I forgot who I messaged, but yeah. And so then I was like, oh, I was kind of bummed because I wanted to come to the space and stuff. But then y'all started doing a lot of um, like live stuff or like yeah. doing stuff online. And mm-hmm. so I was I was trying to get involved in there. And then, yeah, and then I saw the opportunity for the um, inc- the incubator program and um, and kind of read up on it, saw what it was about. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, and it was, you know, trying to solve civic is- issues. And so in school studying architecture with Antonio, like we, we studied a lot about like, you know, urban planning and design and all that stuff, like, you know, how architecture affects the, the city and the communities. And so, uh, I reached out to him and we we're like, Hey, let's, let's do this and let's um, try to solve an issue. So that's how we kind of found out about the incubator program and both applied to it. And, um, obviously the idea has kind of pivoted a lot since then, like <laughs> yeah. what we originally tried to come in with, but yeah, that's kind of how we got in here. So right on. Yeah. Awesome. So UTSA, um, yeah, go yeah. Roadrunners. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an alumni as well. Are yeah, you? Nice. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where'd you go to school? For? Where'd you graduate with? I graduated with a communications major oh, okay, nice. uh, back in 2011. Oh, okay. That's yeah. why you're so good at this. You took the This guy. Uh, well, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Antonio, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Yes. So originally, I was, I mean, I was born in Hidalgo, Texas. Okay. But I, I grew up in Reynosa, Tamaulipas. It's a small town across the border from okay. Uh, Hidalgo. Okay. So I, w- I grew up over there, went to high school, and then when I graduated high school, I went to Monterrey, to Universidad Autónoma de Nuevo León. I studied architecture there for two years, and then moved to Mission, Texas, and then 
from there, I applied to Austin. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I went to Austin Community College. I did all my, my basics there because yeah. it was the first time that I was taking um, classes in the U.S. So uh, I started from ASL, English for yeah. non-English non, uh, speakers. Yeah. Right? So I uh, graduated from there. I applied to UTSA, and they, I got accepted into the architecture program. Um, when I... Yeah, I got to third semester because I study in Monterrey architecture. Yeah. So uh, I finished my my bachelor's there, and then I entered to the master's program, and I finished the master's over there. And right now, I am uh, a PhD student in the College of Architecture. Right on. That's awesome. Yes, sir. And yeah. Uh, so you've been a student for a while. Yes. Right. About, I've been studying architecture like about 10 years. Wow. And uh, right now, they allow me to teach. So I'm a professor mm -hmm. at the University of Texas, San Antonio College of Architecture. Hey. And now it's a school of architecture and planning. So That's awesome. I'm a professor there. And um, yeah, I, I've been here in San Antonio for six years yeah. or less. Yeah. Dang, I wonder if, uh, do you know Renee Balderas? Maybe not. No, I don't he's a member. So. He's a professor, an architecture professor. And he's a member here. Yeah, yeah I heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he teaches from, uh, he presents from one of our dedicated desks. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. yes. Yeah, when he started, though, it was like, there wasn't anybody here. But <laughs> but now, but yeah, he's an awesome member. Um, so you 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 went from Hidalgo, Texas, down across the border, Sir. and then um, Monterey, and then Mission. What was all the moves? Uh, just all over the place. Yeah, so it's just like, it was, I have never uh, take classes in English. Yeah. So it was an opportunity for, for me, right? Like, I, I'm a U.S. citizen, so it was my first time. So I was like, why, why not? Yeah. So we came to the U.S., right, uh, and applied to Austin. I, I Right now I'm doing my Ph.D. Yeah. How was the transition from um, schooling in Mexico versus schooling here? Yes, that was tough. Is it different? It, it was very tough, yes, because when I graduated from over there, I mean, I didn't graduate from architecture, uh -huh. right? Uh, uh, when I came here, I had to bring my transcripts and then translate it into English and then talk to, you know, the chair department wow. and review, like went through all this, all that process. Yeah. Right. So I've never uh, had classes in, in English in architecture. Right. So all that, it was like the scalings, the measurement, the, the measuring system is different. Wow. So getting, getting used to all that, it was it was tough. You had to relearn everything and that yeah. everybody had already been building a foundation on. Exactly. So when wow. they talk about scales, I was lost. Yeah. I, I didn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> so I had all the time I had need to have my resources in my phone to, sure. you know, to double check yeah. the things that I was doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was difficult. Yeah. When you were in Mexico and schooling over there, um, were you, were you like at the top of the class, middle of the pack or was school a struggle? It was a struggle. It was a struggle over it, there. Yes. And it then bringing it over here it had yes. to be <laughs> double. Exactly. Because uh, over there, I mean, at that time, to be honest, I didn't, I wasn't like a super into school. Yeah. Right. It was until I was in Austin when I started gotcha. seeing uh, that change in culture. Right. A lot of people were like more, uh, re more scholars, more academic, but they were like know about a lot of topics. So yeah. when I used to go to parties with my friends, right, they would talk about, you know, economics, politics, and 
all that all the stuff that I wasn't like involved, right? So my mentality started changing there. Yeah. So I started getting more involved into the you know the the U.S. system and to a more like a global view towards like what happens in Mexico, what happens in the U.S. that affects in Mexico, what happens in Mexico that affects the U.S. So that's how I start like getting involved a little more into all yeah. the academic part of. Uh, of the, the U.S. education system. Yeah. So being a Ph.D. student now and being on the other side of the podium and now teaching some classes, when you were a student in Mexico, was that something that you aspired to do or, or to be? Or is that just where the journey took you? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. Over there, uh, they we used to have uh, this mentality of, uh, you know, when you graduate from there, as an architect, like for yeah. example, my brother, he just graduated from uh, architecture school in Guadalajara. Uh-huh. He's an architect already, right? I graduate, we graduate from from the bachelor's and we graduate from the master's and we're not architects yet. In, uh, in, in the US. US. Yes. Oh, wow. So we have wow. to go through a long process of- Really? Uh, yeah, yeah accreditations. There, there's, a, there's, there's always been like a movement from the, uh, like, AIA, the organizations that represent architects and mm-hmm. students to like try to streamline that process. Cause yeah. you know, you get your bachelor's, it doesn't mean much. You have to get your master's from accredited place. And then you have to get a lot of hours uh, to earn towards your, um, uh, getting your license. And then you have to take some tests, but the amount of years that takes after you graduate from your master's, yeah, I don't know, like four to six years, so I like, mean, depending on who, how fast you're trying to get done. So like an apprenticeship, Almost kind, like, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, for yeah. two years. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah. after that, uh, you have to take like, like, what is like five, six yeah. tests, like a state test wow. to be licensed architect. And then, um, if you're like, like the example you gave, your brother in Guadalajara, mm-hmm. um, he's a licensed architect in Mexico. Yes. Can he practice over here as no. well? No. No. What about um, vice versa? Can you, with a licensed architect in the U.S., can you practice in Mexico? They can. They can. Yes. Wow. That's the big difference. Man, that's yeah. that's yeah. why you have a lot of people coming to the to UTSA to study. You know, uh, here oh, they come from Monterrey. You, there's, there's a lot of people from Monterrey and UTSA. Really? That they study here and then they go back. Mm. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I remember when I was in art, when we were in architecture school, a large percentage of the people were from Mexico. Really? In, in architecture school. Wow. Yeah. That yeah, that, yeah. That is interesting. Are there other programs like? UTSA between here and Mexico, or is UTSA like the premier that that people go to? Yes, there's another one I think in Brownsville. Oh, gotcha. But it's not uh, it's not an undergraduate program for architecture. It's more like a technical kind of degree. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so, so you 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 would have to probably continue education in UTSA or it, somewhere like exactly. that. Exactly. So that anyway. most of the people like uh, that that are in the border of Tamaulipas, mm-hmm. Reynosa, Matamoros, which is uh, McAllen and uh, Bronzeville, uh-huh. right? They they cross the border. They study that um, technical career, yeah. right? And then they come to UTSA. Mm. to start the the bachelor's in architecture man that well that's awesome so so help me understand where y'all are at in your journey you've both graduated you've gotten your degrees you've gotten your master's so where y'all at in the journey now well for me um i i I didn't get my master's i just got my bachelor's then obviously our school is uh, very good at like trying to promote students to continue their education and get their master's and phd and stuff but uh, I kind of stepped away from that because I was also at the same time really involved in the construction industry. So I was kind of doing 
it was a, it was a benefit for me to learn architecture and construction. Yeah. But um, just the opportunities in the construction industry kind of were pulling me after my bachelor's degree. So uh, I just went that route right into construction after um, my my after I got my bachelor's. So I'd, I'd never continued because I was like I was kind of weighing the the pros the pros and cons of like yeah. going back and. I kind of had already started my family and I was like, man, like, so just trying to work. And so I yeah. never ended up going back, but I, I was trying to forecast like what my future was going to be. And, uh, I didn't really see myself working in a traditional architecture, um, firm mm-hmm. that would require me or, or go a route that would require me to have my actual license. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of avenues you can work in the architecture and construction industry where you don't actually need your, your license. And so that's why I didn't continue it. Gotcha. I, I still think about it back, go back, like, you know, think about going back, but yeah. um, I probably won't. <laughs> it, it serves the school you did serves you. the Yeah, way that definitely. You I got a great foundation and yeah. got a, a lot of um, great um, mentorship from a lot of the professors at UTSA. Yeah. yeah. What is it? What? And this question is for either one of you, but what does it mean to be an architect? Like, what is that? When you say, like, I'm a licensed architect, that means I can do. Yes. Well, so I don't know how it is in Mexico, but in the United States, like, um, um, like if you break it up into the residential industry and commercial industry, let's just say like the residential industry, you technically don't need your license to design homes and stuff. Right. You you still got to get an engineer uh, involved in the design of the home because they're going to make the foundation. They're going to do some structural stuff with Mm -hmm. the with the design of the home. But technically, a lot of homes can be designed without your license. So um, so really what your license is for is doing anything like commercial or above. So, gotcha. you know, like if you wanted like an office building or, or anything that's um, um, zoned or coded as a commercial building, yeah, um, you, you'll need your license. And really the, the cities, their codes and regulations dictate like if, you know, who what you need, like if gotcha. you need to have your license and stuff. So, um, but, you know, most firms... Um, they, they, you know, as you work your way up in the firms, they want people to have a license, you know, just, yeah. it's kind of like that, um, that, um, just to show that like you have that accreditation, yeah. right? Like n- not just the, the stamp, um, but cause that's what it means when you say, when you say like your license, what it means is that you literally have like a little stamp that you stamp on drawings that, that with <laughs> yeah. your name yeah. and that you, you know, you're so, um, but it, it's also just a sign of like, you're, you're, you're kind of like the you're educated and you're, you're, you have that experience and you understand everything. So, yeah. Um, but there's also people that learn that same stuff without it, you know? So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. It adds validity. Yeah. It adds validity. Yeah. Mexico, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of the same, but it's not as hard to get the uh, accreditations. Yeah. So uh, over there, for example, we have a construction company, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't have a proper license in Mexico, but my brother does. Because he graduated from architecture school. Okay, right? so we're building with his uh, gotcha with his license. You can theory. operate under his license, correct? And mm. yeah, gotcha. Correct. And you that can do sense. almost anything from residential, oh, okay. commercial. Here, commercial is a little a little difficult because you have to have different uh, accreditations, right? Yeah, there's, there's like a different lot more requirements. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's more because you know more people are gonna use that space. Yeah, so it's more dangerous, right? I got you. You really know. You really need to know what you're doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's so a lot of safety involved, and yeah. yeah. For me, it was a little different because my education in Mexico was towards construction mm-hmm. in the architecture school. Right when I came to the U.S., I was thinking primarily in foundation, structure, and all that. And here we get educated a little more 
like in the designer kind of the theory. Oh, okay. The theory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was exactly. gonna I was gonna ask that. That like like what's the focus on with an architect? Is that like um the structural integrity, the design, the flow, all of the above? Hey, or, or how is that? I mean, I would say it's primarily like the envelope of the building, right? How the building is put together because you still need structural designers and engineers to yeah, yeah. to put together a building, right? Yeah. But as an architect, you should know how how a, a, an envelope it's put together. Yeah, right? I would okay. say like it's it's kind of I guess the mindset of the architecture firm because like um I guess like if you broke it into parts, like you, the the uh, engineers will handle like the structure and like making sure it doesn't collapse or you know that kind of safety stuff. And then like interior designers, they'll manage like the the interior design and all that. And then, um, but a lot of architects pride themselves on like the 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 theory of like of like um, trying to design the space and the feeling and like the, the environment and like walking through the building and like the interaction between public spaces, private, like inside, mm. outside. So yeah. it, it's kind of like that, that theory. Um, yeah. But and then there's, they, a, there's but then a lot of uh, like a philosophical theory yeah. as well yeah. into, into architecture here in the U.S. Yeah. More than in Mexico. They yeah. make sure they kind of starting that movement. Yeah. But here's more, uh, we saw it in some of the studios that we got together in UTSA. It was primarily in, theory philosophical theory really yeah so real creative real artistic that was very exciting and also our time in school it was super good because it was the beginning of you know using robots Mm. yes in architecture right that's cool you know we already have uh 3d printing and all that right Mm -hmm. when we were studying it was they i get i think they just bought a couple of 3d printers and for us, it was like, wow, <laughs> yeah. we are like, like super advanced. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so we, we learn how to do, how to use the CNC mm-hmm. machine. Yeah. We learn how to use uh, 3D printing, laser cutter, laser cutter. Yeah. So, so put together our models. Right. Oh, so wow. it was very, very interesting for us uh, when we were uh, students in yeah. bachelor's program. What, what was before? Because right now what I'm picturing is that like you use the 3D printer and those CNC things to make like a little building yes. of what it is that you're going to do. How would they do that before? By hand. Yeah, so, just like cut so up like, blocks yeah. and paper. paper and yeah, yeah. Home 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 or something. Yes. I mean, they still, they still do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think when we were in school, there was kind of like this, um, I want to say a battle, but it was like this kind of like old school versus new school. Yeah, you know, like, like purists. Like, yeah. oh, no, this is the way you got to <laughs> yeah. do it. You know, like we had, we had some professors that were really sh- um, um, like they were, we wanted to do hand, hand draw everything, hand sketches, hand mm-hmm. you know, stick to the roots of like how architects used to do it, and mm-hmm. like the, the I guess like, the you know, connecting with the past of like drawing. But then we also had another set that were trying to push us on like the new advancements of technology, like drawing everything in the computers and like parametric design, design, and, design. AutoCAD yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, but the same thing with the modeling. Like you know, you could build all these models by hand and cut stuff yeah. up, or you could like use the machines to make them, which is yeah. So I I got used to use the the laser cutter to do models, right? And when when we when I went to study abroad in Rome, uh, they didn't have laser cutters over there, <laughs> oh. and, I, and I had to do a model, and I was like. <laughs> 
hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it by hand. So <laughs> I look for a place that has a CNC machine. I just really cut my stuff and then just do it, right? It's, yeah. not that, it's not that we don't know how to do it, right? But you're going to do a model with, without a uh, laser cutter, maybe four or five hours, yeah. right? And with the, with the laser cutter, everything cut, you can take like any anything from one to two hours yeah it's not it's not that you don't know how to do it you just know that that your potential of having these other tools and using technology exactly and speaking to that like it it brings up i don't know how like schooling for you was when you or any of y'all when y'all were at school yeah like it for um for us uh the what what is it like the um, i don't know if it's the culture or like but it was very unhealthy. Like we worked so many hours. Really? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we, we would like all nighters was like very common, like every yeah. day. Like, oh, wow. yeah. And like, and it was, um, I, I know like from an industry standpoint, like it's acknowledged, right. And they're trying to yeah. make it a healthier environment. But, um, and I think it was just because we're young and like, we don't really know how to time manage ourselves. Yes. And so we would, slack off during the day and then work at night and so it was yeah. very much on ourselves but like it was kind of like where or the culture was like we're just not that healthy we're just yeah. always working all nighters and just exhausted and and um yeah and that, i can, that I can like, see it i can see it with my students today really uh, yeah it's 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 not that they don't know how to do it it's just time management like my yeah. is saying yeah right if, if you master that from the very beginning you're in your bachelor's degree right you should be great here's golden yes yeah it's it's it sounds like that's like an acceptable culture like that's just yeah something that you accept as kind of part of it yeah yeah and you know you kind of build your your yeah because it was kind of yeah i was like i remember like yeah it's kind of some point sometimes it was like kind of cool just to be like yeah i was pulling all nighter yeah 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 but then you get tired of it yeah (laughs) yeah it's cool a couple times yeah yeah but yeah when it becomes the norm yeah, it, it, it can hurt a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you both for sharing a little bit about your background. Um, I want to talk about ADUs built for you. So um, I kind of mentioned it in the beginning that y'all are participants in the incubator. But if you could, um, why don't you tell everybody what is ADUs built for you? Either one of you can speak on that. So ADUs built for you, it's a, it's an online platform that we're developing. And we are... We're we start thinking about this uh, to maybe save time and cut cost, right? Who doesn't want that? Yeah. Who doesn't, doesn't want to cut cost and save time, right? So uh, here in, in, San, in the U.S., there's a, a big trend for ADUs. Uh, not so much here in San Antonio. Yeah. So we know that that trend is coming to Texas uh, we saw it already in Austin, Houston, right? Yeah. And San Antonio, it's picking up, right? Yeah. So we saw an opportunity to help our community, right? To bring that density because we know the city's population is going to grow in the coming years. Yeah. Right? Uh, at the beginning, we started the project, uh, like Mariano was saying, uh, we talked about this project when we were in our, in our, in our bachelor's school back in, in, in UTSA. Right, uh, it was about affordable housing. Yeah, at the beginning, we would try to solve affordable affordable housing. Right, <laughs> yeah, we, we thought we had the recipe yeah. to do it. Right, <laughs> so, this is it. After yes, this all nighter, uh, yes. we're gonna solve this crisis. We're very naive, after a bunch yeah. of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> well, but also before you continue, for clarity, I I am familiar because I've I've been working with y'all. But um, for everybody else, what is an ADU? 
Okay, an ADU is a secondary structure in your lot. Okay, you have your primary uh, dwelling unit, yep. and then you have your, your lot, and if you have some space on the back, you can put another a secondary dwelling unit over there, right? That, so like that an would apartment, be, uh, exactly. a shack, a it, it's art n- studio. Yes, exactly. Do you it's, represent I'm yeah. an ADU man. Dude, that's yeah, it, dude. I know. I, know. I have yeah. some questions for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. so um, so ADUs is something that is it's an industry term. Yes, that, that ex- correct. Accessory dwelling unit. Accessory dwelling. Accessory unit. dwelling unit. Um, and so you both of you identified that there's an opportunity to make that process easier to put an uh, ADU on your property. Like for somebody correct. like me, correct, who doesn't have a background in construction or architecture. Correct. Yeah, like if I look at putting an ADU in my backyard, to me that seems like a mountain. But for y'all, the process is easier. Exactly, yes. So so the process right now, you would have to hire an architect, right? Spend a lot of money because it's, it's expensive, mm-hmm. right? Hiring a professional. And then uh, spend a bunch of hours sitting in meetings to custom design your your unit, mm-hmm. right? So what we are doing with our platform is that we're streamlining that process, okay? So we're giving we're uh, giving people only a super easy three steps, yeah. right? To to be able to own an ADU here in San Antonio, because we know there's there's a trend coming, right? And right now there's not it's not that there's not resources to to know about ADUs, mm-hmm. it's just like it's not as friendly yeah. as it should be. Sure. Right? Yeah. So we saw other other states that they have uh, people that are doing this, uh, pushing this movement, right, in their cities. So we want to be the ones here in San Antonio pushing that movement, right? So we can bring more density to our communities and maybe fulfill at somehow that dream of us of affordable housing, right? Uh uh, this type of units can serve, like you're saying, right? If you want to rent out that unit at, a, at, at an affordable price, you know, you can do that and help your community, help somebody that is it's in need for a house. Yeah. Right? So, you know, real estate and development is going to increase in price, right? So this might be a solution for people to rent these units and at an affordable price. Nice. Right? Uh, the funny yeah. thing is, like, it's a, it's, it's a very valid solution for affordable housing, mm-hmm. but the units themselves are not affordable. So like yeah. there's kind of like this thing. And so, but we're noticing like in the other cities that we're researching that are, it, it's becoming um, very mainstream there is that the, or every city, the biggest challenge they fight is codes and regulations. You know, that how, how, what, where you can build one, how you build it, what it looks like in the process. And so every city you look at, that the people who are, are promoting that are advocating for ADUs in each city, they're, they're all on the same page that like city regulations are, is what's um, 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 the challenge. Right. And, and for good measure, like the city just wants to yeah. make sure that, you know, you're not building things and like ruining the, the feel of the community and stuff. Right. So, for sure. um, but um, because it's a new, they've, they've been around for a long time, but because it's a newer thing that's picking up speed, um, the cities are doing good job at like trying to, um, understand the needs and change the regulations to like try to, to facilitate the growth in that. And yeah. so that's where we're coming in is like, 
we're we're trying to help that that administrative process of like mm. you you want you want the ADU like all of the design work and the permitting work and codes and regulations all of that 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 pain points you have to go through mm -hmm. um, we're trying to to facilitate and streamline that process you know before you even get to be able to build it yeah um, because that that's kind of the headache part which most people don't even know until you're going through the process right you yeah know, oh, you don't man, know this is you a don't headache know. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that, so. and that's that's another thing too like when I think about building a structure. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even begin to tackle that project because I feel like I can't navigate those waters, but I, I feel like that's what y'all are here for. Exactly. Um, right, yeah. And so if, um, like if I were a customer, if I were to go to y'all and do this, how do you, uh, already have that stuff figured out? Is there like a menu of plans that I choose from or, or do you help me develop those plans? So that's part of the three steps that we have. Gotcha. Right? The easy three steps. The number one will be you going to our website mm -hmm. and plug in your address there, right? We're going to we're gonna tell you if your lot is eligible to build an ADU, right? Oh, gotcha. And then the step number two will be you choosing a design, a pre-design that we already have in our, in our website, right? Uh, purchase that plan. It's not just a floor plan. It's the, the complete set of construction documents that you need to give a general contractor to build the unit. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that's what you would have hired the architect to do. Exactly. Yeah, gotcha. Exactly. So cutting time and cutting costs. Yeah. Right? So we make, we, what essentially what we do is that we make these plans available for, for San Antonio homeowners instantly. Right? So you paid for that plan that those those construction documents right and uh, we guarantee you that they meet san antonio adus codes and regulations so that's that's a plus right yeah. because you have a bunch of websites that they sell plants or they sell you construction documents they're they're not specific to san antonio mm. right they don't meet codes and requirements so our website would guarantee you that that the plants that you're buying they they're code compliant that's awesome. Right. Yeah. The third step will be us connecting you with our veto uh, general contractor, right? It's a, it's a general contractor that works with us that we know that they have the experience building ADUs, mm -hmm. right? So we're going to contact you uh, with them, and they're the ones that are going to be building your unit. Right on. And you can use our general contractor or you can use yours. Yeah. However you feel comfortable, right? But we are offering you these options because we know that this uh, general contractor has experience building these ADUs. That will be the third and final step if you decide to go with uh, ADUs built for you. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's a very deliberate process. You take a lot of like the guesswork yeah, because yeah, I could imagine people are like, man, I want to have something on my lot. They're like, I just bought this house and I'd love to have a studio back there. And then there's all these extra steps so that like some it could yeah. like turn someone off. Like, actually, I don't want to do that. I didn't know there's all these codes or how to do yeah. this. It's like, oh, cool. It's all kind of done for me through. Yeah, we, we want to definitely try to promote it and um, show the potential to everyone, you know, and and but like, yeah, like what Antonio is saying is that the 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 part that we're doing is because in every city especially in san antonio the codes are very specific right like you you can't build like there's a, a certain square footage that you can build only like a range or a percentage so like you you can't even just build any size you want so it's already restricted on that 
And then you have restrictions on like it can only be a one bedroom, you know, and it and it the windows have to be the same proportions as the primary house or mm-hmm. the the roof slope has to match the primary house. And um and there was some restrictions on the materiality, but then we found out that they can't enforce that anymore. But essentially the 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 look and the shape and the design of an ADU is very limited. So what we're doing is we're basically pre pre-designing them um um, and, and giving options, right? Because if you think like if, if like if we said we're gonna pre-design a home that's ready to build, most people are like, well, I have a lot of input. Like I want to choose the layout and this and that. And there's you, you really have any? There's no limits. You can do all kinds of shapes and sizes of homes. But with ADU, since they're restricted to like very unique set of requirements, that gives us an opportunity. Well, we'll just design them, pre-design them to meet those requirements, and um, and 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 it'll meet them and you you choose from the options and you know once it's being built obviously you can work with your contractor to choose like colors and finishes but um the shapes and sizes can't really change that much so it actually works out to our benefit to pre-design them and um and they're ready to go so you know you have the construction document set that you give to the city to permit and um and and it just streamlines that process and makes it a lot easier yes and and actually um to add to that uh we guarantee, right, that they meet the codes and requirements. But right now, we're also working with the city of San Antonio to make a collaboration with them, with the development department, to to have the plans pre-approved. Oh, nice. Yes. So we we are we're talking to them. How can we do this? Because as Mariano's saying, right, we have to be in constant communication if we want to to push this movement, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, companies like us, uh, nonprofits, and obviously uh, our local government, right? We are in constant, constant communication with them. So to find a solution, how can we do this to make it easy for San Antonio homeowners to build these units, right? So if they are pre-approved by the city of San Antonio and we guarantee that they meet the codes and regulation, it's gonna be super fast for any homeowner here in San Antonio to build an ADU. Yeah, yeah. And on that note, I just want to give a shout out to the incubator program because, yes. man, they've been, they, um, Leslie and everyone's been such a good help connecting us with mentors and people in the city. And so, yeah. like, that that really helped us facilitate our relationship with the city, like the Department of San Antonio, or Development Services. Right so on. we've we've met with them and, and told them about our idea and they're, they're really eager and willing to help us, you know, facilitate us and, and through that process and see how that we can make that process. And they, they, um, they gave us contacts with people in the community, like he said, nonprofits that are are were pushing uh, for ADUs in San Antonio, but then COVID hit and kind of slowed down. But they're 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 excited to hear us that we're trying to push that movement back up again. Yeah. And so um, they're great, like opportunity to to work with them. And I think that's a big thing is um, our relationship with them. Like the city knows that hey, there's a company out there that's. Um, advocating for these and and they're 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 gonna we're gonna be able to provide the city valuable input and then yeah. they're gonna be able to work with us and and you know and hopefully make changes you know to to you know to help the process so yeah that's, yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah shout out shout out yeah thank you but yeah well that's awesome so um let's go back a little bit um because and I want to hear from from both of you, Mariano. I'll start with you. Um, what what led to your decision? You well, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but your decision to go to in 
to architecture school, you had like a construction background. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up like, you know, like families usually like their fathers or grandfathers are in the industry and it's kind of just passed down. Like that's yeah. how mine was. Like my grandfather was in the construction industry. Then my father opened his construction company and did like commercial and um, and government work. And so f- from an early age, that's I was just right in, in the construction industry, you know, just involved in it. So, you know, my dad, uh, like, you know, obviously like just even at a young age out there, but technically when I was technically go to work, like yeah. I, I was out there and he had me just, you know, as a laborer, just pushing brooms, cleaning mm. up, you know, called it a gopher, like just go getting stuff for everyone. And, yeah. um, <laughs> And, uh, so then, but then, every, you know, I, st- I started, people started realizing that I had potential and my father saw it and like, I was, what made him great. Like I kind of had it in me and I started being able to like really understand the construction industry and the management part. And so I, um, I, I started, um, and it was a challenge right at first because, you know, you, you work for your father in a company and like, and, and you start earning the right to manage big jobs. And then people are like, uh, you know, you have other, um, cause we were in the, uh, in the construction, like you have general contractors are the ones who manage the whole project. And then you have subcontractors. They're like the trades that do all the things. So I was always in the general contracting industry, like where we were the management. So I would, my father would give me opportunities, you know, to be in the management roles. And it was hard in the beginning because I'm the young guy and I'm <laughs> trying to be the boss. And like, then uh, you have all these guys that have been doing it their whole lives. And they're who's like, this, this, who's this young guy yeah. telling us what to do? <laughs> and like, but I, I quick, the, the great thing was I, I, I just, they real I, I quickly earned their respect, you know, like they realized, oh, okay, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not just, you know, the son of the owner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, I just started working, you know, and 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 doing that, and and started, and so I started getting into more responsibilities and bigger projects, and then interacting more with the architects on the projects, and that's when I got exposed to the architecture side, and um, I, I got to meet a lot of great architects and a lot of bad architects, and it <laughs> kind of like motivated me. It's like, man, there's 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 some great architects doing great things that like I know I could do that too, and then you meet some bad architects where you're like, how are these guys doing this work? And, and, um, and so like, it, 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 that's kind of what inspired me then to go to architecture school. And I was like, okay, now I have the, the foundation of construction. I'm going to go to architecture. It's that other part of the field. And, um, and that transition for me was really easy and it was great. Cause I got to, I had that knowledge of, of how to like actually put things together. So when I was in school, um, I, 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 w- I was a little bit, I was able to show a little bit more competency, like, you know, cause, um, I knew how stuff to get together. Cause you know, sometimes you'd see a project and, you know, somebody would draw a wall that's two inches thick, but like, you know, it was like, that's not really how walls constructed, <laughs> you know? Like, so it was like, <laughs> I, I got to know like the details of like how to Dang. put things together. And that's yeah, cool. that's kind of what led me to architectures. Cause I really had that. I was kind of always artistic or like design when I was younger. And so, I was like, architecture just seemed like the right way to like kind of apply that design mentality in the construction industry. So yeah, that's kind of how it went. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, you kind of had a, an edge above everybody else because of your experience. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I went to school. I didn't go to school right after high uh, high school. I I was like twenty six. I'm thirty two now, but I, I went back to school when I was like twenty four to get my architecture degree. So like, um, so. I, I did it backwards a little bit. Like I yeah. went into the field and got some experience and then went to school 
And so it kind of gave me an advantage in school, you know, to like have yeah. that, be able to apply that. Yeah. And it, it kind of sounds like, like you, you never really had like a starting point. You just always were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because of your father <laughs> and then your grandfather. And yeah. That's awesome. And I yeah. thought about, you know, I, the construction issues is there's, it's awesome. There's a lot of opportunities there too. So, um, but yeah, it was kind of, I, throughout all those years, it was just kind of self-discovery of like which side I want to be on yeah. <laughs> architecture or, or construction. And so, but there's, there's industries where it's both there's called design build. So you design and build. So I worked a lot of years at a company, um, where we did design build work for the government. So like on all the military bases, the government, like whether it's the air force, Navy, um, uh, army, they would hire contractors to say, Hey, we want this building or this road or something, some kind of infrastructure in the government bases. And, um, and it, you would bid on the project and it was your responsibility to design it and build it. So I got some great experience there working with, with the government. Uh, it was pretty interesting to learn that stuff. So yeah, that's a whole different industry. That's though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It's like red tape to the max. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. Lot, yeah. Talk about yeah. navigating waters and, and processes and stuff. Yeah. Man. That's awesome. Uh, thank you, Mariana. Yeah, yeah. Antonio, what got you into um, architecture? Um, I kind of grew up in the industry as well. Yeah. My parents used to do a bunch of uh, government housing in Mexico. Uh, they're not architects or construction savvy. They, uh, they're um, uh, uh, accountants. Oh, my really? mom, yeah. My mom's an accountant. My dad is an is a mechanical engineer. Oh, right on. Yes. So uh, my mom would would manage a lot of architect and general contractors, right? And I just kind of grew with uh, seeing a lot of plants, you know, uh, urban plants, uh, because we used to build like a thousand houses, right? So uh, I kind of grew up in the same uh, industry, and yeah. it kind of grew on me. Yeah. Right? So I, I saw that. I saw the plants. I was curious. I would spend some time looking at the plants, trying to understand what I was seeing, like a bunch of lines, a bunch of colors. I didn't know what I was looking at that time. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, it kind of stick to me mm -hmm. uh, as, as I continue my studies. So when I got the opportunity to go to to the university in Mexico, in Monterrey, uh, I went actually I went to uh, this uh, university and I saw the the fashion studios and I, I also i mean i grew up with my grandmother seeing seeing her you know like uh doing clothing mm -hmm. and all that oh yeah so i remember i have that vivid memory in my in my head so when i saw the fashion uh studios uh, i was like i want to be a fashion designer i yeah. told I, I told my dad i, I want to be a fashion designer he was like uh, no, <laughs> and I was like, okay. I knew that I I I had a strong feeling of being an architect. Yeah. So um, I went to architecture school over there, and it just like happened. That was that. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so your Mariana, your background was more in like hands-on, yeah. like doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, picking up a broom or yeah, shovel, yeah, whatever yeah. it was, and your experience was was more on like seeing the plans and then later seeing the building yes. or whatever. So for me, I guess uh, with this company that we have, it's more about thinking about where we're going, right? The gotcha. future of the company, the yeah. vision, right? Yep. And that's that's why Mariano fits 
perfectly in the in being COO. Yeah, right? the execution. Processes, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Process and make make sure that everything gets done uh, on time and with quality. Yeah. Right. So I think we ha- we have a very good team. Also, Luisa Luisa Rodriguez. She's also part of the. I was AD. gonna say, yeah, Luis. You have a third. Yeah, yes. yeah. Luisa. Yes. Luisa. She's our CFO. She she has a master's in uh, business administration. Oh, right on. Yeah. So she's the one in charge of the money and keeping <laughs> us Shout keeping out us within budget. Yeah, and yeah. I think yes. I think one thing we discovered was that we 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 work really well together. Like we we yeah. found we. You know, you don't know what to expect, right? I mean, we were friends and we worked in school together, but then you start company is maybe something different. And mm-hmm. so yeah. we went on this venture and we just, we, w- w- it was self-discovery for us, understanding what are our strengths and what are our weaknesses. And then we figured out like, hey man, like we, we work really well together. Like, you know, especially like reading some of the literature that Leslie provided us and like realizing that like Antonio is more of like a visionary, right? And mm-hmm. he, he, he's, you know, he's always thinking like big and then me like, kind of the integrator of like executing it and then Luisa is just kind of like our glue that kind of holds yeah. us together because yeah. we, we always have different visions between us and um all the uh, time yeah yeah and so Yano um, is my dream uh, crusher, crusher. <laughs> <laughs> hey I see you brother I, I'm the same way I know I know what you mean you you have these grand visions yes. and then he slaps you with reality yes. <laughs> it hurt, and it hurts <laughs> let me tell you it hurts a lot <laughs> but but that's good that y'all yeah. have that Y'all have that balance. I remember working with y'all um, earlier on in the in the incubator, and I remember talking to Leslie about about y'all and just saying like, "Man, they have such a stacked team with Luis's expertise in business, yeah. your your vision in architecture, your construction experience, and just the hands on of actually doing it, yes. and the and the operations and the way that y'all are able to have that awareness and know." Um, you know, where you all fit in in the organization. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Y'all are strong. That's why I say, like, you know, shout out to Incubator Program again because, man, like, <laughs> we I, have I, learned a lot. We've grown so much yes. in this program. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like you don't know until you know. And, like, we reali- yeah. we thought we were like, oh, we got this. And we come in and we realize, wow, there's so much we don't know. Yeah. Not, not even, even just, like, one, like, in our industry, like, you know, when we start doing market research and figuring out, but then also just in business and, like, yeah. management and, like, wow, we don't, start, starting a business and, like, all this stuff and, like, the resources y'all been providing us is, like, great because, like, wow, like, man, and, like, we've, we're just so grateful, like, everything we're learning and it's, like, wow, we're, like, and, and trying to apply it and, like, we're, we're always talking about, like, how we, we, we really want to um, try to make sure that we represent the program and geek them in a great way, you know, like we want, cause y'all have offered us so much. So like, we're trying to make sure that we return the favor, you know, like, I appreciate you saying that. No, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, just like the program in general has been great. Like it's, you know, I, I don't know what the expectations were from the, uh, from the formation of the program. But for us, it's been definitely like as a small startup, small business, trying to start off and being educated at the same time, like it's been valuable for us. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. They say start up from the bottom. Now we're here. But, but that, that this is the expectation. This is what we want to come out of it. You know, like we, we just want to provide the infrastructure so that companies and founders like yourselves can grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so it's, it's awesome to see. And I, and, I'm, I, I feel so fortunate to be able to be on the sidelines and just watch it all, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So, so that's, that's been awesome. Um, so when you, 
or how did y'all, because I, I know you said that y'all met at UTSA. Uh, what brought y'all together? We're, uh, we're we were in, in this studio. Uh, yeah. Well, Mariano <laughs> yeah, yeah, was yeah. in this studio. It was my first semester in uh, UTSA. Uh-huh. And we met because we were together in this, uh, it was like a, like a small organization. It was Freedom by Design. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was, I think you were the vice president. president. And I was yeah, yeah. like uh, a secretary. So I met him there and then he was in a, a higher level studio. Yeah. Uh, all about theory and all, like all about thinking and all that. And it was a very reduced studio of five students. They, at that time, well, they four, were four. I think you yeah. were the fifth one. Yeah, they, yeah. they were looking for one more. And then we had our Freedom by Design meeting, right? And I was telling Mariano, uh, you know, like the plans that I have for the future and all that for myself, what I what I like, what I, what I see, right? And he was like, maybe you would make a good fit in our studio. I'm going to talk with the professor and maybe we can bring you on board, right? And I was like, man, that would be super nice because he's, he, he was <laughs> this kind of professor that you must uh, have a class with him. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. Uh, he talked to the professor and then I have an interview with him. So I got, I got accepted in the team. So we were five designing uh, a project about um, uh, 1,000 parks and a line in the sky. It was a project here for uh, Broadway Avenue. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, a gondola system for transportation connecting the, the, the airport to Travis Park. Wow. Yes. So That's cool. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we were looking a lot, we were seeing a lot of theory, right? And when one of those days that we were like all, all burned out, right? We were just like talking about a different topic and Mariano started talking about his dream of affordable housing, right? And then at that time I told Mariano, you know what? Uh, I wanted to do something like some pots, that you can rent out in Austin. You know how when you there's a- ACL and yeah. mm-hmm. Southwest is like super full, like the, the, the hotels and motels are yeah. full, right? All the rates go yes. skyrocket. Uh-huh. Exactly. So I was like, what if we have these pots in the park, in Silco Park or anywhere along the river, right? Uh, and Mariano was like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds a really good idea. And it aligns more or less with his idea for affordable housing. Right, so it was prefabricated because we were learning about robots, CNC. We were like, yeah, <laughs> I was putting together all this in my mind, and when I told Mariano about that, he was like, maybe we can mix that. We can we can get your vision and get my purpose, and create something for affordable housing, right? And we were like, yeah, we should do that. We, we should like uh, get together someday and do it, right? Yeah, and that's it. The years passed, right? And he graduated, he went to work with his company, and I continued doing my master's, right? So this day, uh, I was, I, when I finished my master's, I moved back to the Valley, right? I moved back to Mission, and then I was coming back to do my, my master's. And then Mariano told me, you know what, there's this program uh, at Gigdom. And I was like, what is Gigdom? <laughs> <laughs> so he started explaining me, right? And then I, I, I remember that I used to see a lot of people going out this building yeah. uh, when I cruise uh, Houston Street. 
they went out of the building they have like this cool shirt that says geekdom yeah <laughs> and i was like what is that I, I don't know what it is but it looks super cool I, I won one shirt right and then when mariano told me what geekdom was and that you guys were offering this uh, incubator program right to to come up with ideas to to boost off our our community mm -hmm. right he was like this is the perfect time for us to jump back at that idea that we yeah. had back in the studio nice and i was like that's awesome yes and yeah. it was the first day that i got back to san antonio and i was like let's do it we went to my apartment and i didn't have furniture yeah, i just yeah, have yeah. my <laughs> i just have my mattress in the floor and, and and i i just hired the the internet uh service yeah. right that's a bare yeah. essential yeah. all you need we're sitting on the floor yeah we were sitting in the floor in a foam mattress Dang. Yeah. you couldn't have built some chairs real know, quick. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, and 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 we just start thinking about how how can we start structuring this idea that we had back in the day right yeah and then we did the video super nervous when we record that video the application video yeah, yeah. Application i remember video. Uh, and and it <laughs> was late at night and we we were done with the video right and we we're like man you know what i don't know i don't know how i feel about this maybe we shouldn't do it and and mariana was like no 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 let's do it we're already here we we have it recorded let's just submit it just send yes and i was like <laughs> okay let's do it And yeah. then a couple of days passed, and we're like, hey, you got accepted. And I'm like, what? Nice. We couldn't believe that oh. we were accepted into the program. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the story. But, uh, we, I, I remember I showed my wife that video afterwards, and she was like cringing. She's like, oh, it's so awkward. <laughs> like, like, nah. I was like, man. Did yeah. you send that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was yeah. like, well, Let me know before you send it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, oh, yeah. Oh. Was that, was, that was the beginning of. Uh, ADUs built for you. In yeah, definitely. My apartment with yeah. no furniture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Dang. so cool. Oh, that is yes. so. I always cool. love those, like you know, the origin story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we don't, we don't see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and, true. Yeah. But but we take we take so much into consideration in with those programs because yeah. we know that like this is a like for a for a startup or for a company, it's a life altering thing. Like you know. Leslie does amazing job with the programs. Yeah. We have amazing resources and stakeholders that are willing and able to help out with these things. And so that's really cool for y'all to share that. The yeah, other yeah. Side. As soon as you guys start bringing like budget and, you know, money into <laughs> the table, we're like, no, we need somebody else to handle this. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I, and I told Mariano, you know, you know, uh, my Luisa and I boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. And I told Mariano, uh, You know, my girlfriend, she, she's, she's about to finish her master's in business administration. Maybe it would be a good asset for, for the company, right, uh, as a founder. And we had a meeting, and Mariano uh, liked the way she works and her, yeah. her way of thinking. And we integrate Luisa into the, to the team. That is so funny. See, because, like, before this conversation, right, all, you got to remember, all I knew of y'all Well, first off, all I knew of you was from here up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say our, our mug shots. Yeah, yeah. We're, we always laugh about them because we, we try to take them one day and then we realize like we're both looking off to the side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, we're, like, and then like when you put them all together, it looks like we're just both like looking at Louisa. At Louisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, awesome. Maybe we should retake those. No, nah, it's awesome. I think, I think it's great. Uh, but, but it's so funny because like when I met y'all, especially through the program, 
here I am thinking that like, wow, they they went through a lot of time to like hand select three of the best of the best individuals. But really, y'all are just like friends and like, (laughs) you know, everybody. It it just, it worked out that way. Y'all happen to have these high level of expertise in these, you know, respectable areas. But that's awesome. And and I started, as we've been going through a program and I've also just been trying to learn a lot about the dynamics of starting a business. And like, you see all the time, like, you know, you want to start a company with, you know, you want to know the co-founder at least, right? Have a relationship with them. And then, um, and then like really like seeing like their what expertise they bring to the table, you know, yeah. like not just finding anyone to start a company with. And yeah, like for us, you know, like, yeah, it's like I wouldn't say like we spent a lot of time. I think it just happened to like our journeys, like we were the right, you know, team. And uh, yeah. And I think we've been a lot like going back real quickly to like we hear talking about freedom by design. That's mm-hmm. basically a, an organization at school <clears throat> where the students would um we would go to people's uh, in the community their houses who ha- had disabilities and we would design um we would design and, and build. build things for to help them so like say you had your a person was in a wheelchair yeah and like they their front door was a step they needed mm. a ramp we would go and design ramps and build them for those people in the community That's so, so like cool. so That's like we were cool. using our architecture design and like as students getting to build stuff and so um, we were kind of already like kind of working in the community and designing and building yeah. together. And then, and then w- with the, the studio class he was talking about where it was just five of us, um, that was a very challenging studio. Cause our professor was like, he had high expectations and he had a lot of, um, um, like, um, I don't know the right word, but like in the community, like everyone knew, like he was like, he did a lot for like pushing initiatives in the community yeah and he, put he had a, a lot reputation of, yeah he had a yes. great reputation he had a he put a lot of pressure on us like it was hard like, like yo my us. name's on this yeah, <laughs> yeah. so he he, he uh, uh, we, we the ability for us to work through like some really challenging times and like was 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 i think uh, uh subconsciously is like we work well together you know oh yeah mm-hmm. and, and things that we didn't even understand back in the day like yeah. we would read about this philosophical theory right and we we would spend hours trying to decode that yeah, yeah. text yeah. right <laughs> so we are starting to bounce ideas and i think that created something uh that make us work a little better yeah you know so one once mariano told me that we should get back into that project that that idea that we had back in the day i was like yes let's do it yeah. because i mean we thought about it so well back then yeah that it was just that this time to execute it yeah you know and yeah. and perfect for his role to it's to exactly. know that like this is the time yeah, exactly. this exactly. is when we should yeah, execute exactly. pull the trigger and you know um that's that i'm glad that you brought that up about that uh design studio that y'all were in um because that's a good point that like skills and strengths only get you so far but it, it is important to understand your your co-founder your partner their moral compass, their core yes. values, and make sure all that stuff aligns. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and yeah, that's like we we didn't we didn't even know that stuff until we were educated from from the program here, and like it it, it worked out that like we had the 
core values and like mm-hmm. it kind of lined up you know like yeah. we're like oh it could have been bad but like <laughs> it actually worked out like yeah. we were identifying it was more of like it was validating and helping us identify why we're good together yeah instead of us realizing like oh shoot maybe we're not yeah <laughs> well <laughs> and and you kind of had experience with that where you had already co-signed for him to to join in on that studio with you mm-hmm. you obviously had a certain level of trust and respect to come back and link up with with mariano and then yes. and then you have that same level of trust and respect when he's like hey i i, I know somebody who we should bring in yeah definitely you know what yeah. i mean and so man that's really awesome well, dream team dude yeah. the dream <laughs> team for sure we got to bring luisa in here dude yeah, yeah she's and i think cool, that, yeah. i think that y'all should sit exactly like that yeah so for those of y'all that don't know in, in their in their pitch and the last in the last slide when it says like about us or some reach out to us yeah. the way they shot their headshots is yeah <laughs> Funny, yeah. up and, and Luis is looking at the camera, yes, right? Yeah. Looking at the camera. I'm, and, you know, I've never really taken headshots before, so we were trying all different ways. Yeah. And Tony was like, well, just kind of look up. I know, right? I know, dude. No, I know. I know. But well, you know what? Yeah, like we're uh, just to touch one last thing on that subject. Like, I think we've we figured out that we're a great team and have a lot of potential together. So yeah. I think like AD is built for you is just kind of like the starting point of like, something that will be bigger like right now it's it's very small and niche but um i i think we have the potential to to build on that and and take it you know and and grow on it in whatever way either if it's continuing to expand what adu's built for you could do or or um something else in the same industry but like i think we've figured out that like we 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 bring a lot to the table that we can in in the construction industry in the architecture construction industry within the community yeah i think we have a lot of potential to that's awesome. Disrupt. I agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I agree. Same. Same. The, the, the basic value that our company has is to, you know, create a positive impact in our community. Mm-hmm. That was, that, that's the foundation of our, our company, mm-hmm. right? To, to create better communities and uh, try to figure out how can we help them to, to reach that point. Yeah, yeah it starts it, here. It's, it's hard. Like, you know, that's why we laugh about we were saying we want to solve affordable housing because yeah. it's everyone talks about it, but like it's actually not easy. It's hard. And there's so many things, and like um, it's just this big, like, grand idea that's really awesome, but like to execute it is like really difficult. And like to make change in the community in terms of architecture and design is really hard. And yeah. so we're, um, w- uh, so we got slapped in the face right away of like, <laughs> okay, that's not as easy as you yeah. think. But like, we're, w- a lot of people talk about it and like we're trying to make you know be the ones in the community to know like you know when you hear of, of architecture or construction industry involved in the community like we want our names to be up there like showing that like hey we're pushing for that and yeah thanks to this program we now know a lot of people that think similar to us and then they're pushing the same uh uh movement yeah right so same initiatives yes so we start connecting with them and we know that we can create that positive impact because we have more people with different organizations backing this same idea so we we hope that uh if we continue working with the city and the nonprofits that we're working with uh this can be great for san antonio homeowners yeah, that's that. That's yeah, dude. That is that's awesome. I want an ADU. <laughs> um, well, we're about to wrap up, but before we do, though, um, I want I, I I wanted to go back on this. Did you ever explore the fashion designer 
yes. ID anymore. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Now that you're saying that. <laughs> yes, I have a a small brand with my brother. Uh, we started when uh, COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, so we start this company that is rooted in skateboarding. Hey. Right on. Yes. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the the name of the company started uh with 1989 SB, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because it was like this philosophical idea going back to my influence in this professor, right? Uh, about a point in history that it was significant for everybody in the world, right? With the Berlin Wall coming down, mm -hmm. right? It was more about the open-mindedness, more about the new beginning, right? Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, skateboarding, it's kind of going through that, phase of the, the like reinventing itself right yeah. now it's in the olympics yeah so uh we we went to a rebranding uh because not a lot of people understood you know the idea behind it so yeah we we decided to chill a little more so we changed it to new wave so we were like the new wave of skateboarding nice right and we started this uh uh instagram page right as, as a brand um it's it's a new new underscore brand a new underscore wave brand uh, and we already did some uh collaborations with ethnic shoes hey. they, uh, we have some some stu not not students we have some kids from the valley from McAllen yeah. that they skate for us so uh these are kids that they might have some of them have like you know uh, problems in their families or yeah. drug problems and all that right so by talking to them uh share them my experience as a, as an academic yeah. you know uh we were able to to influence these kids and some like two of them went back to school oh that's so, awesome yeah, we were super happy for that and we just support them with you know shoes with this collaboration that we ask big brands like ethnic shoes mm -hmm. to to send some shoes to the to the kids so they can continue uh you know uh skating and getting yeah. out of the streets and getting out of bad habits you know yeah so uh right now we are uh creating the products for fashion so awesome. all, all the outfits and you know m a more serious kind of uh brand yeah uh, but yeah, it's, it was it was born with the idea of also helping the kids from the valley. Yeah, right? because there's a lot of talent over there in the valley. It's uh, a lot of ta talent in general, mm -hmm. right? But uh, skateboarding, uh, talking about skateboarding, there's not a lot of support. Yeah. So we were one of the first uh, supporting these kids. We give them clothing. We give them uh, some skateboards, you know, with some wheels and some grip tapes and that's 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 my experience that's right now with fashion yeah. Dang, so cool. that is, yeah that's awesome and he's always fashionable as you can tell. i know <laughs> yeah. you, i mean <laughs> hey from here up yeah every time i see you on zoom you always yeah. look good dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well well awesome so last question i have um and i'd like for i'd like to hear an answer from both of you um but if you can think of uh one of the challenges or one of the times that um you know in building whether it's in building ADUs or um, um, ADUs built by or built for, for you, you yeah. or um, or in your transition from schooling or moving, any any of those things, what advice would you give um, yourself if you can go back, or what advice do you wish that you would have heard? 
That's the zinger, dude. Every time. Yeah, yeah. That's it, dude. There's I would say silence right there. <laughs> somebody, somebody say this to me uh, when I when I first arrived here to UTSA because that that transition, like you were mentioning, it was very difficult for me. Yeah. Uh, the language, the culture. Uh, you say, okay, yes, you're Hispanic, right? In San Antonio, it's a lot of Hispanic, but it's not the same. Yeah. So it was very tough for me. And uh, when I get down, a professor that that uh, help used to help me help help us, uh, Robert Mosquiti, uh, he he told me, uh, be curious. Yeah. Like just never stop being curious. Uh, always ask questions, and always uh, question everything. So that stick to me. And, and and everything that I do, I try to question if it's right, if it's wrong. I try to question if it's going to be a positive, create a positive impact or not. And if I can't find the, the, the solution at that moment, I keep looking for it. Yeah. Because, he, because his advice of not never stop being curious. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's great. Great advice. And and I can tell that you follow that um, by continuing to to grow and, and challenge your partners. Um, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Mariano, what you got? Uh, and uh, that's a tough one. I, I would say something in similar in, uh, in relation to that, um, only because I've been um, ex- uh, kind of educating myself on it. It's just like time management in terms of like with your family, because like I have my wife and my kids. Right. It's like. You know, we at the moment we have our day jobs, right? We're working on this company, and then we're um, so anyone who's like maybe trying to build a company outside of their day job, like it's you know you you spend a lot of hours and this and that, and so uh, uh, the great thing is my wife has been very supportive of me, right? Like she and which I could I like I can't imagine if she wasn't supportive, it'd be really difficult. So she's been supportive with me yeah. and like the kids. Like if I have to spend long hours like us on Zoom calls or like going to coming here and geek them in after hours or doing stuff. And so, um, I, I, I think like for me, I would just, you know, um, tell myself to like, you know, you're my, uh, because there's been times where it's been challenging where my wife and kids sometimes are like, Hey, you know, we want a little extra time this day. And it's like, yeah. you're just a balance, right? And you're like, balance, okay. Yeah. So I was like, and for me, it's like learning like how to balance that. And I would, I think like sometimes I forget, like I'm so focused and like I would maybe, spend more focus and time like on trying to build something and then not realizing that my wife or kids they're they're supporting me but they also want attention you know my attention and stuff so it's like i, I always look back and i'm just so shout out to my wife because i'm just grateful for her like um you know supporting me and like she's a great communicator to me like always telling me sometimes like hey like you, you've done enough today like you got to give me you know and the kids some attention it's yeah. like, oh you're right you know and i gotta um, but you lose track of it sometimes. So it's like, it's that, com- I always, so I would tell myself back, you know, like make sure you have that good communication with your wife and like the expectations and like, you know, and, and, and communicate with each other, let each other know your feelings of how you're feeling. And like, yeah. um, and, um, because that's been the biggest challenge is just, um, w- managing that work life balance, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Especially when you got multiple things. And then I got, yeah. Th- yeah. And then, yeah, multiple things. And then I got my three girls who they're always wanting to, three kiddos. I got three girls. Dang, yeah. I'm in that group. So, are I, you? I got two little girls and uh, a little boy, yeah. dude. I got three kiddos, dude. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. You're yeah. outnumbered. I know I am. I am. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, um, well, that was great. Stay curious. 
um, be mindful of your work-life balance and your family balance. Um, but yeah, yeah, Antonio Mariano, this has been an awesome, an awesome time. Thank you so much for sharing, yeah, for, thank you, thank for you. hanging out with us, kicking it with JRG and I in the mm-hmm. Geekdom Underground podcast studio. So, if you would, Mr. JRG, take us away, sir. Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Geekdom Underground podcast. We had a blast. How do, do people get to learn more about ADUs built for you? And uh, yeah, how do they learn? Yeah, we have our website, adusbuiltforyou.com. You can visit that website and you can learn more about accessory dwelling units. Awesome. Well, yeah. I appreciate you guys hanging out, like Philip said, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks again for tuning in. See ya. Bye, everybody. Yeah.